BYUSN, a homecoming crossroads for BYU football. On game day eve, we examine what a win and loss against Texas Tech would mean for the Cougars' big picture. Have we reached desperation time for both teams? Petros Papadakis of Fox Sports will join us live where he believes BYU has the biggest advantage tomorrow. Plus, we'll preview another big weekend with the Big 12 Roundup and prop picks. And does women's soccer have a case to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament? It's simple. Just keep winning. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, October 20th on homecoming weekend. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who needs very little sleep for the sake of watching sports, Jerem Jordan. I would act like that's true if it was. I was not at Midnight Madness. I have not attended. I am too old and tired. Uh, but it happened last night, I'm told, and it was awesome. From people that went, really enjoyed it. Of course, this was in 2019, a place where BYU practiced storming the court that they later used in the senior day regular season finale against number two Gonzaga. And so I heard they had a great time, Spence. Uh, you know, and, and hey, women's hoops revealing a gray jersey. Yeah. The dunk team's always good. Cosmo, men and women's hoops. Shout out to uh, Desarm, who's in the house tonight, uh, today, who covers baseball recruiting across the country. They are watching the show in the control room. They do a great job. They're doing Let's a piece go. on BYU. A lot of you have watched what they did in March. Check out the next one from this weekend. I have asked them yeah. if they had a cougar tail yet. They have not. That is a must for these guys who are in the house today. I heard they were going to be here today, so baseball, baseball. jersey it is. Yeah, and I wore pink. <laughs> I just saw it on my for desk. For a great so reason. I was like, hey, I'm wearing breast cancer awareness for month. For a great of course, reason. Hugely important. All right. Time to rise and shout on this Friday. Let's get to what's trending. we got to be able to defend their top plays. And Marion takes the jet sweep and gets into the end zone. Touchdown! Drives the points to more points to better. Chase Roberts with the score! I just want to see more success from our offense and defense and special teams. Don't sleep working 24-7 on this. We are constantly evaluating everything we do. It is a turning point Saturday for BYU football and Texas Tech. This has become the Robert Frost game, Jerem. Two roads diverged in a wood. Mm. Which pass are the Cougars and Red Raiders yeah. going to take? The one less traveled, I guess. This is absolutely a crossroads game and feels like it has major ramifications for the trajectory of both teams' respective seasons. Yeah. Are the Cougars and Red Raiders playing for realistic bowl game inclusion at this point? Let's discuss that among other things. Jerem, what would a win for BYU mean compared to a loss at home? And the Cougars are a three-point underdog to the Red Raiders. Bring it all on, baby. Uh, you know, BYU on paper looks, you know, good, four and two. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, eh, not, not so good. Um, a win certainly quells the negative momentum from the TCU loss of like, eh, BYU, oh my gosh. Ensures BYU will make a bowl because they're going to win one other game. And it'd be the first win against an established Big 12 team for the Cougars. Yes. In fact, Houston's the only one to do it so far among the uh, four. A loss, a loss, you're rolling down a hill now with the two-game losing streak and you're going to Texas next week, which, let's be honest, I hope BYU competes and let's just see what happens. I know history yeah. has been kind to the Cougs. This kind of team has not rolled into Austin or played Texas before, uh, a team that cannot produce a ton of offense at the moment. Perhaps they figure that out Saturday. It'd be an 0 for October probably 
Um, so that's not good. We were hoping for one and two. You need to get this one to realistically feel like you've got a shot. At Texas, let's be honest, if BYU competes, I am content. Competes means within two scores. In October, in the last three seasons, BYU is 2-8. and eight. They stink. 0-1 this year, 0-4 last year, all that losing streak in October. 2021, two, the two regular season losses happened in October. October has not been kind to BYU. My thoughts on that are that after an, uh, a loaded upfront schedule for BYU typically in Independence, uh, you, you get kind of beat up, and then it manifests itself in October. Granted, you play good teams in October as well. That's what BYU is doing. BYU needs confidence. They need um, to feel good about what they can do. Like, it, the offense needs to show up, too, because those seats start to get a little warmer should you not be able to do that. BYU has not produced a 400-yard game on total offense. This is not great, and BYU needs to show up Saturday and, and – Put up some good numbers and uh, win the game. There's a lot at stake in this game Saturday. For a game seven, it sure feels like a game 12. Yes. It, it feels big time. It's weird. If BYU loses this game, and this is adding to what you just brought up, the Cougars are staring down the real possibility of a four-game losing streak just like they had last year, yeah. much of it through October. Because BYU then has to play at Texas, followed by a road trip to Morgantown at West Virginia. And then you're coming home to take on an Iowa State team that apparently has figured it out. You were talking about the confidence. The psychological impact here is real, too. If BYU loses, now the Cougars have dropped back-to-back games. That October thing maybe comes back into play. And like it or not, some doubt begins to creep in for some of these players and coaches. If it hasn't already. The means of this game matter, too. If BYU loses and the trends of a struggling offense and a lackluster run game continue. Yeah. Now that becomes a real mental battle moving forward. If BYU can't get it done at home against Texas Tech, can they get it done at Texas and at West Virginia? Gosh, you're staring down Austin and a top 10 team. you got to win this game tomorrow to make yourselves feel like, okay, we're on track to maybe still win seven games and make this a pretty solid opening Power 5 season. So 5-2, and two, to me, if BYU wins – it feels like BYU can win seven games. There's the confidence that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Confidence reestablished. Need BYU it. can still win seven games if they beat Texas Tech tomorrow. Yeah. If they do not, a seven-win season does not feel likely. No. No. Given how the teams that no. remain on the schedule are now playing. Because you're probably like, okay, uh, we're looking at one win the rest of the regular season at least, but are there two? I'm not sure. This is all new to BYU. The, the Big 12 schedule, the, we knew this would be tougher, and now we're feeling it. There's some real urgency. Both of these teams, again, not – it's the middle of the season, but it feels like they're playing for bowl game inclusion security. Both teams. Yes. TCU last week, that was a must-have game for TCU. It wasn't for BYU per se. And this is a must-have game for really Texas were... Tech. They're three and four. Yes. That's what I was going to say is feels really, really important. Again, at four and one, it was like, oh, we're ahead of schedule, you know, and whatever happens in the, you know, it's, it's all good uh, at this point. No, BYU came out and beat Cincinnati at home. But again, maybe this is where we really need the Vampire Cougs thing to show yes, up. Yes, please. Like, at night, I know it's pre-six, the whole thing, but like, BYU's really good at home at night. And this is a, this is a night game. I know it's before six, but it's a night game. Uh, when, the, when the game ends, it's dark. Remember. Um, BYU's going to. Hopefully show up and muster that version of themselves that please shows that like BYU is a vampire, a werewolf. They transform vampire, whatever like comp you want to make. 
BYU needs it to happen Saturday in homecoming. Just so you're, uh, in case you're wondering, the sun sets at about 6.39 tomorrow. So in the Early third last quarter? seven minutes of the second quarter, BYU cranks well, it no, up, no, no, baby. Wait, because if that's an hour and 39 minutes after the game kicks. So it would probably be early third quarter when that sun sets. Yeah, that's true. Second half. Okay, BYU's down 10 <laughs> at half, but... <laughs> they turn it on from 6.40 p.m. on and take care of L- business. Literally, let's all watch that. <laughs> like, like, L.J. Martin's just like a nice dude. Suddenly, he's like tr- struggling, and then all of a sudden, he's like... Does BYU outscore Texas Tech between in 6.40... The second half? Between 6.40 and the end of the game. And 8.15. <laughs> we are watching that. Mark it down. Our production team, make note of it. We are watching it. 6.40 p.m. You thought the, the solar the eclipse was good last week. Does BYU outscore wait. Texas Tech in that period of time? Remember when the Red Raiders were a dark horse to win the Big 12? What did I say preseason, Spence? I didn't think that Texas Tech would handle success well. Gosh, they've been through it. And, and granted, a broken leg to Tyler Shuck that, doesn't That's help, what I'm talking about. But they lost two games quickly, and it was like, wait a minute. Oh, Oregon's man. not a bad loss. Oregon's legit. They, they, had, they were going to beat Oregon. They were in position to win that game. Yeah. And then end up losing by eight. And then you lose a ridiculous tough overtime game at Wyoming. And Wyoming's, it turns out that Wyoming's pretty stinking good. Five and two, five and zero oh at home. Like, that's not a terrible loss, but you were supposed to be one of the darlings of the Big 12, so you're supposed to win that game when you go on the road. You lose at West Virginia, and then you lose to Kansas State. So those are the four losses for Texas Tech, and now their reward is coming those, to Provo to take on None of those are bad losses. Vampire Cougs? Yeah, none, they don't have a bad none loss. None of those are bad losses. Texas like, Tech like is a this, good football team. If this was men's hoops, those would be all quad one and quad two losses. None of those quad three, quad four, if you will. I've had a few people ask me, how can BYU be a three-point underdog against a three-and-four team in Provo? Because BYU's offense right now is not good. That? Like, the run game is literally lowest in yards per carry in the country. Like, how can BYU win if they can't run? You have to turn the ball over a bunch. And there is an element of skill to that, but there's some luck. And I just – you cannot count on week-to-week. We will take it away three times every game. Like, that's, that's, too, that's ridiculous. It's too high of a standard. BYU has to be able to run the ball in this game. They have to get to, like, 125. Unless you have another situation where you take it away a million times and you don't give it away. That's not a sustainable model to me, though. Sustainability it wasn't sustainable is, last week. It, it, sustainability is in a good enough run game and an explosive pass game. Can BYU do that? BYU's got to figure out a way, speaking of run games, to slow down not one but two running backs that yeah. average – Six yards a carry or better. Yeah. Yep. BYU needs the defense to show up and show out. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no to explosive plays. Never. Or or turnovers. Never. Or a field position win. Like, those things more often than not have benefited BYU, and the Cougars have won those. You can't count on all of those every week. No. At some point, your run game, to what you were saying, needs to show up, and BYU's run defense needs to be very, very strong tomorrow and force a second and or third string quarterback. Maybe we'll see multiple quarterbacks for Texas Tech tomorrow night. I don't know. We'll see. But it starts with the rush defense and BYU's ability to sustain drives and hold on to the ball and get tough yards. And Wouldn't it be nice to just know on third and two or third and three that BYU could hand the ball off and you're going to get a first down. Or, frankly, Jerem, to just be in third and three instead of third and nine, yeah. third and eight, third and 12. What if, 
I love that series on uh, Disney Plus. What if Aiden Robbins comes in and he's like the guy that what we've been thinking he would be? Hopefully he's healthy and can play. And what if on third and you know three or less BYU gives him the rock and makes things happen? I would imagine that BYU is probably at this point, given we're six games in, gonna rely on the short passing game just a little more than they have been. Yeah. But what if that one-two punch of L.J. Martin and, and Aiden Robbins is good enough? Um, you know, Texas Tech has given up 140-plus in, in four of the last five rushing. That's not a huge number, but for BYU, you look at that number, that feels like a lot of Over yards. Over 100 would feel like a huge number for BYU. Yeah. BYU's Relatively run, speaking. BYU's run game. This is the worst modern run game version of BYU, at, at, like in the modern era of BYU football. But we're only halfway through the season. Like, there is time to turn it around. But – I'm not going to ignore the fact that BYU has told us what it is through six games, and it's certainly not going to be, like, drastically different. I just want it. can you just get to a spot where we go, that was good enough. Thank you. In the Robert Frost game, Jerem, will BYU wax Dude, poetic? Bob Frost, man, he always <laughs> brought it with the, with the pen. Will they wax poetic and take the road less traveled, which for BYU this year has be been great game. offense yeah. and sustainable run game. Run, run for 150, <laughs> put up 250 pass, get to 400 yards. BYU has not had a 400-yard game. That is crazy. I haven't looked this up. I'm waiting for Ralph Sokolowski to uh, put it out for us. When's the last time you had six games in a row with no 400 on offense? Like, this is, this is bad. 2017, to the, maybe? To, to the, maybe. To the point where Aaron Roderick was like, these aren't very fun when you suck on offense. It's like, yeah, right now BYU has some work to do. Let's go. I love that he stepped up and said that, <laughs> to his credit. He, just, he said what we're all feeling like. Ah, oh, man, it's the not going right. nail on the head right there. Yeah. Our question of the day, what is at stake for BYU football in tomorrow's game against Texas Tech? Both Jeremy and I feel like BYU is staring at a real possibility of losing four in a row if they don't beat Texas Tech tomorrow. Psychology matters. The fate of the planet. In fact, earlier this week was the anniversary of Tony Stark giving his life for all of the universe, right, in Avengers. Shout out to Iron Man. Yeah. Like, this has been a notable week, one of the greatest events in human history, fictional human history. Let, let us rise up. Them vampire coups can get a win Saturday. Let's, Let's go. This is an epic week. Again, what is at stake for BYU football in tomorrow's game against Texas Tech? Mike Perkins on Instagram says, bowl eligibility. Yeah. There may be two wins out there after this game, but losing Saturday reduces BYU's chances significantly. Trying not to overreact to such poor performance last week, but BYU really needs to show up against Tech. Amen, Mike. Michael Croxall on Instagram answers. Only Mike's into the Simple. Show. Win, and you still have a shot for a really good bowl game. Lose, Spencer's probably going back to Shreveport. Well, even that, we're worried about Shreveport well, if frankly, BYU loses. Frankly, if BYU loses to Texas Tech, we and the take Cougars Shreveport after get that. to Shreveport. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, okay, hey, I'll go back. Hey, got to a bowl game. I'll we're go okay. back. We're like, beggars can't be choosers. I'll go back. <laughs> Gosh, that tells you how desperate I am. <laughs> BYU to get to a bowl game. At Daniel Ryan Evans on X, the difference between choosing the path of a decent season and or slipping onto the path of a bad one. This weekend is a crossroads. He agrees. We've, the Robert Frost game. We saw this last year. BYU kind of swirled, and, and that's been questioned, right? Is like, can this team overcome what last year's did not, which is spiral out? Yeah. Um, it's a home game, and it's at night, and it's homecoming. All the ingredients are there for BYU to have everything around it, to bacon on the maple, uh, on yes. the cougar tail. Everything's there, Spence. But the team's performance, they need to bring it themselves. I know there's no Ben Bywater. I know that BYU struggled. you got to win this game, man. This team's good enough. 
to win this game. Texas Tech has its issues. So does BYU. Listen, we're not saying that BYU, if they lose tomorrow night and then lose at Texas and are 4-4, four and four, can't go on the road to Morgantown and win a game and shock us, kind of no. like BYU did at Boise State last year. No, it's just tougher. It's just, it's just that's a tough road, and we yes. don't ha- want to have to win two games in November. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you agree with us? Turning point game. BYUSN game day is tomorrow at 5 Eastern time on BYU TV. Huge setup. Austin Colley back with the boys. Going to be a fun one. Check it out tomorrow, 5 Eastern on BYU TV. Up next, Petros Papadakis of Fox Sports will call the game in Provo tomorrow. His second of the season for FS1. Where does he feel like BYU holds an advantage against the Red Raiders, if at all? This is BYU Sports Nation. Happy Friday once again. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. And for the second time this college football season... Let's do this more often. We welcome in Petros Papadakis, oh. who's going to call the game for FS1 tomorrow night. Texas Tech at BYU. Petros, it's always a good day. An especially good day when it's a Friday and you're on the show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, man. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward. I heard there's going to be knife dancers yep. at, at, at some point in the game. And uh, so we're looking, I think, uh, Marie Osmond singing the anthem. So we got a lot of great things going on. Let's go. And uh, looking forward to see uh, if either of these teams can bounce back. I, I had Texas Tech last week, and they got knocked around pretty good by Kansas State, as you guys know. Yeah, uh, we have bacon on the uh, cougar tail maple bar as well. So I don't know if we can get that one out to L.A. for you, but uh, we'll do our best. Okay, yeah, this is an interesting spot because we were just talking about sort of the desperation level of both these teams. Tech needs a win to probably feel comfortable about the possibility of making a bowl game. Meanwhile, BYU is going to Texas next week, has a tough November. Feels like BYU needs this game as well, or they might go on a little bit of a skid. The stakes are high, it feels like, in this one. Yeah, and I I know that BYU – I, I just watched the TCU game and I know how that can happen. Oof. I, you know, I, I played against TCU in the Francione days in the Sun Bowl. And, you know, back then they were, I, I don't know what conference they were in. They weren't in the big 12 and it looked like, uh, it looked like their film was taken on a pogo stick <laughs> and we had no idea, you know, we, and we came out and they punched us in the face and we kept hearing that stupid horn, oh. the, the frog horn, you know, they kept scoring, you know, and it's draining, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I know BYU's not good enough uh, to come out on the road and get jumped on like that and, and then kind of try to summon it back, even though they were kind of able to, Uh, against Arkansas so uh we'll see what happens they'll be at home they'll be comfortable and Texas Tech is is really beat up so it it should be an interesting matchup but yeah I think they both need it really bad yeah for sure and Texas Tech comes in as a three-point favorite again you saw them last week Petros and you just watched BYU Do do you throw out the TCU game when you're assessing BYU or is that does BYU just need to embrace it Maybe that is who they are, and that that could happen again. Well, I mean, 
they stacked the box and they basically dared a, a young quarterback with not a lot of experience who hadn't played that much to beat him and carve him up. And he did, you know, and uh, the pick six to start the game really set you back. And by the time the offense started getting going, like you see uh, Roberts uh, running or there's the Martin, the young tailback uh, by that time, you know, the game kind of was already out of their hands and they were just trying to summon their confidence uh, for this week. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's confounding with the college football team. It's hard to keep these kids at the same level all the time, but I do feel as if uh, they're not good enough to be the same team week in and week out, right? Like last year, when they played against Boise, they kind of popped up and and it was almost like, wow, where's this team been? <laughs> you know, and then they kind of went on a couple little lulls. But uh, I, I think they learned a lot about themselves last week and we'll see how it shakes out moving forward. When you're throwing to Puka Nakua on a fade in the end zone for the with the game on the line, yeah, chances are you, you'll probably have a good result like BYU did that day. What can BYU summon in this one against the Texas Tech team that – Certainly uh, can run the ball with uh, Taj Brooks and uh, Cameron Valdez. These guys are good. Meanwhile, BYU hasn't been able to run the ball. Last in the country in yards per carry, second in yards per game. How many yards does BYU need to feel like it has a chance in this game, running the ball? I mean, they just have to establish something offensively. Uh, whether it's running or throwing it, they, they've got to be more consistent. I like the young tailback. Uh, Clearly, they're just not getting the push, and they're throwing it a lot more because Slovis is a comfortable guy throwing the ball. Obviously, the way the game started last week set you back, but this kid, Tosh Brooks, the running back for Texas Tech, really is one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, they don't feed him the ball a whole bunch. Uh, they have an offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, who's one of those air raid guys. He was there with Mahomes. Uh, as a graduate assistant, and, and he comes from that tree of uh, of Mike Leach guys. But Taj Brooks can really hurt you on the ground, and they like to get it to him, you know, really fast after a first down. They're very much a rhythm offense like TCU, and if BYU's defense can find ways to get them out of rhythm early, they can gain confidence. But Baron Morton, their quarterback, is a maybe – yeah, he did not play in the second half last week, and the other kid came out and threw three interceptions, Jake Strong. So they're, they're, they're going to be kind of one-dimensional on offense. If Morton plays, he's hurt, and if Strong plays, he's really inexperienced and and had a little bit of, uh, of the freshman blues in the second half last week. So uh, they, they – uh, you, BYU's got to find a way to control the game offensively, yeah. whether that's establishing the run again or hurting them with a fullback like Kansas State did or or getting uh, short passing going. They've got to control the ball unless they can get off the field early and then they'll be in okay shape because, uh, as we said, Texas Tech is pretty beat up on offense and on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting a lot of guys back after this week, after a bye to play TCU, um, but they, they've got to travel and, and try their best in this one. Petros Papadakis of Fox Sports 1 is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You may have just answered the next question discussing the Texas Tech quarterbacks, but where do you feel like BYU has the biggest advantage 
if there is an advantage at all in this matchup tomorrow night? Uh, well, quarterback. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have a guy who's who's a lot more experienced, and uh, and I mean, maybe on the edge, maybe they've established more guys uh, on the perimeter. Uh, catching the ball, certainly Isaac Rack. I mean, there's a lot of weapons on this BYU team. And a lot of it sometimes, you know, throughout the first half of the season has felt a lot like that first game that I did against Sam Houston. It's just like kind of herky-jerky. You know, it sort of feels like there's a lot of grinds in the transmission trying to get it going. And maybe that's a product of modern college football and, and bringing in transfers. I don't know what Aiden Robbins' status is. Uh, for this game, uh, maybe they want to establish him and LJ a little bit more, keep the guys fresher. But uh, where do they have an advantage? I'd say, you know, right now they have an advantage in a lot of places just based on Texas Tech's health and and what they've kind of proven overall. But remember, Texas Tech, with, with a healthy quarterback, a healthy second-string quarterback because their starter got hurt, a few weeks back against West Virginia, Tyler Shuck. But with the kid Baron Morton, they went to Baylor and blew their doors off. And that's not an easy place to play. So, uh, you know, I think you're looking at two teams that kind of are still grappling with their identity a little bit late in the year to be grappling with your identity. And I think the coaching staffs don't really know what they're going to get when these teams run out onto the field. What do you make of the Vampire Cougs? Let me give you a number here. Um, since 2020. What is it? BYU is 21 and 0 in games that kicked off or after sunset and 12 and 11 in games that occurred at least partially during daylight. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I have an answer. Uh, BYU and I say this in the most respectful way <laughs> and it has nothing to do with who's there now. It's just always been the uh, it's always been the 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 MO. BYU is scrappy and mean. There's a little bit of bite in the way they play. And I think it's kind of prevalent throughout all the sports at the university. And I respect that. They, But they have a little extra, you know what, like a little punch to the ribs. You know, that that's how they play. And that's a lot less fun in the dark. It's scarier. So that's, that's my answer to it. In the dark, that angry sharpened tooth of the uh, cougar is ha is uh, is uh, draws more blood everything's scarier Every, everything's scarier at nighttime oh cougars hunt at night that's a fact hey just so you know uh we like your trojans this weekend we Petros. love your trojans how you, this how you feeling about usc bum, this bum, weekend bum, 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 bum. i i mean i i you know, USC's been taken to the wall by everybody, you know, because uh, of the lack of defense that they're playing. And then if the quarterback doesn't play well, you know, they're really in trouble. And the quarterback hasn't really played well in a few weeks, you know, not like we're used to seeing him play. Um, I know Arizona's improved, but they take it overtime and really dominate that game in the Coliseum. Colorado made it. You look stupid in the second half because you only call six run plays. You know, USC is not very good at situational football or complementary football. And Notre Dame proved that. I mean, they exposed him after four quarters after they got run off the field by Louisville. So I think USC is in trouble. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for BYU. They, 
I mean, they might get, you know, one of their kickers to do it. They for Utah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, excuse me, for Utah. They moved a safety over to play tailback. They've moved a linebacker to play tight end. I mean, God knows. But uh, <laughs> whenever they ask USC to play toe-to-toe and they punch them in the nose, uh, USC kind of lays down and curls up, a lot like my Dodgers. <laughs> Oh, Petros, the one and only. Uh, Thanks for bringing some great laughs and fantastic football insights uh, to this Friday show. We look forward to your call tomorrow night. Hey, uh, what a pleasure it is to cover BYU football and the fan base and the coaching staff and wish you guys luck on Saturday. We'll try to have a good call and get a lot of Cosmo going. Let's go. Especially if there's no offense. There's no offense. You got to lean on Cosmo. <laughs> Fire knives always and Cosmo yeah. are always the answer when the football's not good. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Th- thanks, Petros. Petros Papadakis of FS1 <laughs> calling he's, Texas Tech. At he's BYU. one of my favorites, dude. Like sharpens the tooth to draw more blood. More blood, nigga. Last week, Kansas State's Ben Sinnott, who's like a really good tight end. He, he had, like, two penalties called on it, and, and he was so sarcastic. He's like, oh, bench him. What are you doing? This guy's hurting the team. I was like, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Cougar Pregame Live gets you going 5 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Shep and the boys on BYU Radio tomorrow, 5 Eastern. Let's go. Still on the way. Does BYU women's soccer right now have a strong case to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament? We'll discuss that and more. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to the studio, Bizzle. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Friday headlines. BYU football plays game seven of the season. Tomorrow against Texas Tech, pregame coverage begins at 5 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Red Raiders are a three-point favorite. On to Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill, five carries for 18 yards and a touchdown. Four catches for 50 yards. They're utilizing him a lot more. Last night, during a Saints 31-24 tough loss to the Jaguars, Jamal Williams, back for the Saints as well, had five carries for 14 yards. His first game back since returning from the injured reserve list. This Sunday, Puka Nakua and the Los Angeles Rams face the Pittsburgh Steelers while Tyler Algier and the Atlanta Falcons play division rival Tampa Bay. Michael Davis and the Chargers play Andy Reid's Chiefs. Sione Takataki and the Browns play Blake Freeland and the Colts. Kyle Minow and the Ravens host the Lions. Zane Anderson and the Packers play the Broncos. Chris Brooks and the Dolphins play the Eagles. And Dax Milne's Commanders play the Giants. Ninth ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeping Iowa State last night in three sets behind 15 kills from Aaron Livingston, who's playing at a very high level. The Cougars take on the Cyclones again tonight, 9 Eastern, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus to watch the match. Lauren Gustin was named to the Katrina, don't call me Lauren McLean, preseason top 20 watch list, given to the top power forward in women's college. Yet she's not an all-conference player? Come on. The NCAA Women's Soccer Division I Committee announced its in-season top 16 rankings yesterday. They have BYU at number six which would be a two seed if the tournament started today. Texas Tech was one spot ahead of the Cougars at number five. Ashley Hatch was called up for the USA National Women's Soccer Team for a couple of friendlies later in the month, including one at America First Field in Sandy, Utah, next Thursday. 
Red Owen, TJ Wells, and Brian Chen will represent BYU men's tennis at the General Patton Invite this weekend. That's a fun name. Hosted by Boise State that starts today, runs through tomorrow. Those are your Friday headlines. Now for some opinions as we whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Women's Soccer Selection Committee, as mentioned, has BYU at number six in last night's in-season top 16 rankings. Is that fair, or does BYU have an argument for a one seed right now? Totally fair. I believe BYU has earned a two seed right now. If they beat UCF and then run through the Big 12 tournament and maybe beat Texas Tech in the Big 12 tournament championship game, that to me is the only way that BYU could earn a number one seed, and it would probably be the final number one seed, getting in as the fourth team. You gotta jump two spots, win your tournament, beat Texas Tech, that to me is the path. RPI is number three right now. Penn State and North Carolina have more ties than BYU does on the season, although they are uh, lossless. Beat Texas Tech, hopefully in a championship game. Yeah. Uh, if you're the one or two seeds, depending on what happens Monday in the regular season finales. Florida State, North Carolina, one could knock each other uh, out at, at two and three, right, um, of the ACC tournament. We'll see. I hope some of these ties at home don't cost BYU against sort of competition that's not as highly ranked. Yeah. But BYU's got a shot. And if you can get up to four home games potentially, oh, that's baby. how BYU made the College Cup. Now, now you have a shot, like, a, a shot of getting back, right? They had the to win a, one. They had to big, win big road games, but they came home for the Elite Eight, and that was awesome. So. We'll see. BYU's been pretty good on the road, so I'm not sure it's going to matter. BYU's going to have a great NCAA tournament, I think. BYU women's basketball revealed new gray uniforms. Gray uniforms? Last night at Midnight Madness. Again, this, there, there was purpose in this jersey for a few reasons, okay? The baseball, friends that are here, and the gray uniforms. What are your thoughts on these? Love it. And should more BYU teams lean into using gray? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Gray, gray is cool, man. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it looks cool. I've been calling for BYU football to do this for like a decade. Like if there were like an alternate uniform that Show was new. Show me the tape. Give me the ice gray with the royal like BYU women's basketball cool, showed last night. Looks great. Yeah. The Utah State Records Committee, which is something we always seek to include on this program, ruled that Utah universities must disclose NIL contracts for athletes moving forward. They're going to okay. officially submit this next week. Do you want? NIL stuff, contracts to be public record. It could make things weird for the athletes. It, it, could, it could make things weird if you know that, if you feel like I deserve more than my teammate or whatever, like it, it would be weird. It'd be weird like if we all knew in this entire organization or if you in your job, if you knew the exact amount that everybody made, they, it could create some weirdness, right? So I, I'm interested because I like to know the information but I don't want it to cause problems between teammates for these universities. It won't be just listed publicly. You'd have to submit a grandma request and then you get it. And even then it's not like everyone's just posting everybody's everything. Oh, you know somebody's but, digging but in. But these are so high, they're so high profile. Plus, uh, how, how are, you know, it makes people more accountable. It's like, well, did you actually pay that? Did they actually make that? Um, I'm actually okay with it. Okay. I'd be fine with it. Plus, I'd be interested in knowing what. Yeah, I want to know. What with NIL everywhere, frankly. I want to know. How does BYU compare against Big 12 teams in some of that stuff? I, granted, that's state to state, but I would be interested to know. I would. On we go. The University of Michigan football program under investigation, Jerem, for stealing signs. <laughs> Did you know this was illegal? <laughs> well, 
Well, the, the, yeah, the real issue is that they sent people, allegedly, to games to then work on looking at the signs. For that specific that's purpose. That's the rule that's being broken. Like, in-game, trying to read the signs, that's not against the rules. You just can't pay for somebody to go to another game that has nothing to do with Michigan to look at the signs, Can you not take send notes, anyone whether they're paid or not? Like and then that. come back and report on what you saw. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense why it's illegal. But... Come on, let's not be naive. Michigan is not and will not be the only team doing this, even after this, moving forward. There are other teams that are doing this right now. Which brings us to this. Uh, college football is looking at the use of what the NFL does, which is coach-to-player communication in the helmet uh, with the speaker, right? Um, some high school teams do it with like a walkie-talkie. Um, <laughs> do you like this idea that potentially will move that direction in college football? I, I'm. I'm I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. Like technology is there, so it's cool. But now like, is the quarterback so distracted because people up in the box are telling him where to throw the ball and who to throw it to? Well, the what? NFL, it, it ends at a certain point in the play clock, right? USFL did it through the play so they could, the coach could tell where a would it, would it Would it be similar to the NFL? Like college would, football did it? I would be fine if it was pre-snap. Sure, yeah. I agree. Then you don't steal any signs because no signs are coming in. I just don't want it to be like, hey, throw it to this guy. Like, I don't want that. Come on. It, to me, there are that, not fans yelling that. That hurts the integrity of the game. That that would be something that would you hurt like the integrity. You didn't like the USFL of the game. version? No, I don't I, like that. I want what the NFL does. Yeah, put it. Why not? The technology is there. Yeah, it's been there for like 30 years. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, we can <laughs> wirelessly put. Yes, that's easy. Come on. How about this? Western Kentucky, who features the second greatest mascot behind only Cosmo. Ooh, I don't know. His name is Big Red. They will be wearing Big Red helmets this week, featuring yeah. seven different images of their mascot on those helmets. What? <laughs> is it just me or do you think of McDonald's when you see this? <laughs> that one right there, the, I do. The, the eyes on the front are too much, dude. <laughs> that's that's going to be really weird How to do you see take that team seriously? Game. How do you take that football team seriously? Because them's the Hilltoppers, and uh, they're going to chuck it. That's what they do. Like, he's he's a cute, cuddly, fun mascot. That does not jive with the gridiron roughness of football, right? It's hilarious. Should BYU do this with Cosmo at some point? No. I agree. No. Do not do no. this. Uh, I'm happy for Western Kentucky, not but do I do this. not want it for Brigham Young. No. Frankly, I didn't want a mountain on a football helmet last year. And BYU did that. Throw this football over them now. <laughs> but not on a helmet. Nope, put Cosmo on Not your on a helmet. It's creative, but I can't take them seriously. No. They're running out with Big Red on their helmets. Big Red's fun, but uh, it, it ends there. Like, I see that, and I just want to be like, hey, guys. Ooh. Ooh. That's what I hear. <laughs> the Hilltoppers. When I see that, I take them more seriously <laughs> than that. But when I see that helmet, I don't know. Oh, love create, creative genius. That doesn't feel like it, it belongs on a football helmet. Up next, let's get to our Big 12 roundup. Ton of big games in the conference this weekend. And our prop picks. The important stats that we will decide will hit one way or another within the Texas Tech BYU game. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. big board for a couple of reasons 
as we continue live from Studio B, beginning with the Big 12 Roundup. Yeehaw. Big games in the Big 12 this weekend. Cowboy hats. I we, feel like we should wear those during this. Maybe we should. I feel like we're missing a piece there, just to really fit in. I haven't had that thought until now, so thanks for bringing it up. Like, I know we got the lasso, the hat looks great. All right. Let's uh, saddle up and get to some of these games, shall we? Yes, let's go. <laughs> we begin with UCF, major underdog against sixth-ranked Oklahoma. That line at 17 and a half in favor of Oklahoma. Yeah. Are you going with the Sooners and the points or the other way? Big number, big number. Yeah, absolutely. Super pick, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is 6-0 against the spread this year. Give me the Sooners. Yes, I'm with you. I'm taking the Sooners all the way on their home field. If this was at the bounce house in Orlando, Maybe I swing UCF's way, but this is yeah. in Norman. They give up like 24 points, please. So. No, I have zero confidence in UCF right now to cover this spread. Baylor, Cincinnati, Bearcats by three and a half. There you go. Cincinnati's offense has been abysmal in the red zone, and those woes continue. Saw it in person. It's rough. I think Baylor is going to cover here. Mm. They might. Baylor might actually win the game. Like, I, I need to see more from Cincinnati, but okay. the Bearcats' offense has struggled so much. I like Baylor with the points here. Neither are good against the spread. Give me Cincinnati at home. You're taking Cincinnati. I like the home team, yeah. Baylor has not shown me much this year. Neither at Cincinnati, frankly, but I like them at home. All they right. competed with Oklahoma at home. Again, Cincinnati can win. They just need to win by four or more for Jeremy to get the point. Yeah. Oklahoma State. And West Virginia, the Mountaineers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home in Morgantown. I like Oklahoma State, who's beaten Kansas State and Kansas in back-to-back -back weeks. They found something. Alan Bowman, a quarterback. Let's go. I think West Virginia is they, – they, they are fired up after that just gut punch of a loss to that Houston was, on a Hail Mary last tough. week. They're back home. They want to prove that they're the real deal. I think Neil Brown, he's still salty from media day back in July. He'll get his guys right. I take West Virginia here to cover the spread. Texas, 23 and a half uh, point favorite against Houston on the road. <sighs> That's a big number on the road. That is a big number on the road. I know Texas is really, really good, and they just might do it. But this feels like a game where the Longhorns are up 38 to 10 or 41 to 13 late, and then Houston like kicks a late field goal, or there's like a late garbage touchdown and Houston's gonna have a backdoor cover. So I'm going with Houston Ooh. to be within 23 and a half of Texas. Texas has covered the spread two of the last three weeks. I go Texas uh, just real big. Houston's gonna come down from the Hail Mary high. Okay. Yep. Oh, I think they will too. Yep. <laughs> just give me a garbage touchdown late. Backdoor cover, let's go. TCU, six and a half point dog at Kansas State. This one surprised me. Didn't surprise me. Kansas State looked amazing last week. They're going to go with two quarterbacks. This kid, Avery Johnson, Sunshine, five rushing touchdowns off the bench. He was unbelievable. Obviously, we saw TCU uh, do their thing. Give me Kansas State at home. Really? I, I don't know that Josh Hoover's going to have the openings he had against BYU. I don't think he will, but I think there will be some other openings, perhaps for those talented running backs at TCU feature. I think the Horned Frogs rediscovered something last week. They cover. They might lose this game. In fact, I think Kansas State's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be close. Okay. I'm taking TCU to be within six points of the Wildcats in Manhattan. I like Sunshine. He was really good last week. <laughs> Both quarterbacks that will be playing in this game were good last week, eh, for that matter. Yeah, Anderson was awesome. They, put, they pulled Will for a reason, although they're going to play both. Last but not least, Texas Tech and BYU. Tech, 
Favored by three? I'm going with the half game vampire kooks here. Half games, the second half. Like, yes. Mm. I expect BYU to play well in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking BYU. Like Texas Tech, if they win the game by one or two, like I BYU's at home. Yeah. They're feeling the heat. Yeah. I take BYU here. The night numbers and uh, you know, they're too strong. They are too strong. I like BYU in this one. Uh, BYU wins outright, of course. And I would pick against BYU if I felt like it, okay? This isn't the, the absolute homer pick, kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it is what it is. We're not obligated to pick BYU. Okay, that takes care of the Big 12 roundup and those big conference games. Now we look specifically at BYU hosting Texas Tech and some key numbers that we will be watching very closely with our prop picks. All right, I'll start us off with this. LJ Martin. Over or under 57 and a half rushing yards against the Red Raiders defense? Gonna go over. Tech's giving up 140 plus and four of five. Aiden Robbins may be back, but I like uh, LJ. This is not a huge number. He can rip half this off in one carry. It's true. It would take one explosive play and then the over would be covered. This is not in a half, this is a game. Can LJ rush for 58 yards in a yes. game? I don't think Aiden Robbins is 100% quite yet. LJ's gonna get the majority of the carries here. Yes. I am going over, I am with you, 58 or more yards. Over under 23 and a half combined first half points. I think that there will be more than 20, 24 points or more scored in the first half. Yeah, I, I, it's not hard. Like, can we have like a 14 to 10 game at halftime? Good grief. Uh, yeah, not, not crazy. Uh, both teams' highest scoring quarters are in the first two quarters. Uh, they combined for 33.1. So, yes, I'm taking it. Okay, so we agree on the first two. Yeah. Number three, true or false, BYU will be within 100 total yards of Texas Tech. Now, I, I super lean on within, but I'm going to go for the sake of differential here. Okay. <laughs> and just have all the same pick. I'm going to go false, and I hope that BYU is 101 above. Ooh. Like, that's the hope. The offense hasn't shown us that, but that is my hope and prayer. Well, I, I mean, I think just to be fair to the situation, let's if BYU is one yard more than Texas Tech, you still win. Yeah. I think it's just if BYU is, if they can be le like fewer yes. than like if Texas Tech does what they do, they they average 103 more total yards per game than BYU. Okay. And I think BYU will be within that number, uh, within 100 yards. So yeah, if BYU gains them. Yeah. Yeah. You get the point. I, I, you're right. It would be one yard. Let's go. Okay, what will the longest field goal make be? 42 yards. Ooh, I go 44. Watch it be 43, and then nobody gets the point. Yeah, the current <laughs> longest is 46. That was a career best, Between the two, by the yeah. way, for Will Ferrin. Yeah. BYU's 11th play <laughs> so real. on offense from scrimmage will be what? A pass, a run, or a punt? I challenge all of you to actually track this tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we will. We're paying attention. We will. Pass. We're the fans. You're going to pass a lot tomorrow. That's, uh, that's my guess. I'm going to go with run. Okay? I have no questions. There. You pass play for Jaren, run play no, for me. I have no questions. We should throw in another uh, one just to see. Or safety. Okay? From 6.40 p.m. on until the game is over, will BYU, true or false, BYU will outscore Texas Tech. Just bonus one? Yeah, plus. <laughs> yes, I agree. Plus, like, who's who's taking the under on that one given what they've done? <laughs> Women's volleyball taking on Iowa State. Got to sweep last night. Night two tonight. Aaron Livingston did not have a great week last, last week. 
stormed back last night. She was awesome. Hit over 500. 9 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Crossroads game tomorrow for BYU and Texas Tech at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What do you think is really at stake for the Cougars tomorrow against the Red Raiders? More of your responses after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You demand it, we give it. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or subscribe, subscribe to the pod, rate it, and review it as well. What is at stake for BYU football in tomorrow's game against Texas Tech? That is our question of the day. Randy Robinson on Instagram answers, we'll see how BYU responds from getting embarrassed last week. If BYU loses at home, the season will be an uphill battle. Uh, yeah, that's, that's totally fair with games at Texas and West Virginia still on the way. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Spencer Kamek on X, who says, other than our soul on the line, <laughs> our soul. hope for the drive to six wins. Really need this one to make the path to six wins easier. Our souls were on the line like uh, 1990 years ago, and we won that one. We were good yes. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily. Man, oh, man. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To a fun, busy week for everyone here. We got Big 12 basketball media days Tuesday, Wednesday. We're in Kansas City. We got two volleyball matches. We've got pre-post for football tomorrow. Very excited about it. Huge game as we've talked about. Let's go. Get a win. Get a win. Our crews have been busy. They have they have done an amazing job this week handling so many different events. Our thanks to today's guest, Petros Papadakis of FS1. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Trevor Molini, one of those great BYU All-Americans. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation game day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Go Cougs! Vampire Cougs!